CW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Newscast. I am Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and today is Wednesday, September 21st, 2011. I want to thank our sponsors for this week's newscast. Our friends over at touringplans.com are the brains and the research team behind the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World. If you want to maximize your time in the Disney parks, save up to four hours. They've got a crowd calendar and wait times, more than 150 touring plans, the lines application for your mobile device, a great blog, and lots more. Be sure and check them out over at touringplans.com slash Radio. Before we get started this week, I also want to give big thanks to you guys, everybody who watched our live video broadcast from Aulani, Disney's newest resort in Ko'olina, Hawaii, last week. We were able to broadcast not just the news on Wednesday, but a few other times after that. I want to thank all of you for coming and being part, sharing that experience with me. Also, big thanks to Becky Mankin from MouseFanTravel.com for making that happen. And of course, if you want a book, get a quote, contact her and her friends over at MouseFanTravel. Uh, Alani, is, we thought Alani was going to be the big news this week, or maybe the uh, Magic Kingdom's 40th anniversary celebration coming up in just a few days. But I will tell you, you know already, the huge news that nobody saw coming came just yesterday, uh, much to the surprise of Disney fans and film fans and theme park fans from around the world, because obviously Walt Disney Parks and Resorts signed a deal with James Cameron and producer John Landau and Fox and Cameron's uh, Lightstorm Entertainment to create a number of themed attractions, plural, at Disney parks based on the 2009 film Avatar. Uh Obviously, the first one coming that we know is going to be over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and it's not going to be a single attraction. It's going to be more of an Avatar land. Bring you guys up to speed. If you've never seen Avatar, it was released in 2009. Made a buck or two, like the highest grossing film ever. Uh, It told the story of a disabled young military soldier. Uh, He was unable to walk, but he uh, was recruited to join this expedition on an alien planet called Pandora. He was sort of digitally synced with a clone for one of the uh, native people from Pandora, uh, a Navi, uh, and to try and find the secrets of this um, mineral called unobtainium. So the news that they announced yesterday was, again, that they are going to build, and not only partner for a number of years, but they're going to build a themed land over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Construction is going to begin over in 2013. No other details really were given, even in some Q&A that uh, the Disney Parks blog put online with Tom Staggs, who is the chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, because this is very, very early in, in the design and concept and very blue sky, literally, pardon the fun, the blue sky phase, uh, there are no details. So we don't know anything about attractions or even location. My speculation, and it's pure speculation, is that it would go in Animal Kingdom in one of two places, uh, either in the area that is currently by and enclosed in part of Camp Mini Mickey, which was originally uh, set aside for Beastly Kingdom. We'll touch on that in a minute. Or north of Asia. There's still sort of a, a pad up there that has room for some uh, additional expansion over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Reaction online um, has been intense, and I cannot remember when I have seen so much response from the online community, both on the blogs, on the forums, podcasts, pretty much anywhere, Facebook, uh, that people can can and do have a voice, they have responded to it. 
I will give you sort of my take on it first and sort of go into a little discussion. I see people already in our chat room line live are saying everything from they love it, meh, eh, fail, win, boo. I've never seen the movie. They don't think it matches in with Animal Kingdom. Let me sort of paint the picture that came to my mind. And I will tell you that I am not, you know, the number one Avatar fan. I don't dress up in blue paint on Halloween except if I'm trying to be a Smurf. But um, I actually think that this may be a good marriage. And here's what I think. I think that at their core, I think James Cameron and Disney are all about storytelling. And they're all about storytelling, pushing the edges of technology. Walt did it with the multi-plane camera. camera. James Cameron did it with his advances with Avatar and the 3D technology. Obviously, he's got a long and storied history of other pretty successful films like Titanic and Terminator and things like that. So I think this gives Cameron an opportunity to tell his stories in a literal three and four dimensional environment with the help of Disney. Think about some of the other partners that Disney had. Um, I think the Avatar story, more more the Avatar environment affords Disney a, a great opportunity for storytelling beyond the four corners of the movie. Uh, I think that the locations in the film were beautiful. Uh, I think at its core, the film and Animal Kingdom are both about our harmonious relationship with nature, uh, family, loyalty, those kind of virtues and things like that. Um, that's why I think it fits with Disney's Animal Kingdom. And look, like I said, originally Animal Kingdom was supposed to have this land of mythical creatures called Beastly Kingdom. This was on the drawing board from day one. It never came to be... It was expected that it never would come to be. Uh, and again, you can see sort of hints of that as you cross over the bridge into Africa. If you look to the left, you can see a dragon sort of carved out of the rock. Every now and then you might see a little smoke coming out of it as well. So now you do kind of get your mythical creatures, but tied to an existing storyline. Uh, I think the other opportunity for Disney and us as Disney fans is the type of experience that it can bring. It is not going to be a single attraction. It is instead going to be a, a large land, at least at, over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. We know that the franchise is also going to move to other theme parks around the world. Not sure in what capacity. Again, this is very, very early on. Uh, I think this gives the opportunity for some high-tech, think next-gen, interactive experiences beyond the attractions themselves. Uh, you can think about the environment themselves. Now, if you remember a few months ago, actually on the newscast, we had talked about some patents that Disney had filed. We had speculated as to what we thought those might be. Some of those patents were for sort of a, a bird-like creature, whether we didn't know if it was a puppet, we didn't know if it was a plane, we didn't know what it was that had sort of a figure sitting on top. And if you are familiar with the Avatar story and the environment there, uh, that the land of Pandora has these uh, these blue aliens, these Navi, riding on top of uh, creatures and characters that look somewhat like that. So, you know, the, the I, th I think the appeal here is the potential. Again, you've got a story in a beautiful environment that I think uh, can go, again, beyond the four corners of the actual Avatar story. Because you need to remember, too, Avatar did come out in 2009. However, there are two more Avatar films coming in 2015 and 2016. 2016 is when 
Avatar Land is supposed to open. Construction begins in 2013. It'll be finished 2016. And there may be uh, ongoing uh, phases of openings up to 2018. So when people are talking about um, some of, of what may come in here, again, we know nothing. Disney has told us nothing other than the partnership and um, the fact that it's going to Disney's Animal Kingdom. They are going to use uh, immersive technology. Both Cameron and Disney have hinted to that. So I think there is a lot of potential here. And those that's some of the things that jazz me up and, and I think maybe can and should excite Disney fans is that think about a few things. Number one, think about the idea of Disney's Animal Kingdom at night. You've got this sort of bioluminescent plant life. If you just saw in the video there, you can really sort of take advantage of the fact that it is a mythical land. You are not, excuse me, confined to uh, traditional plants and trees and flowers and shrubs and bushes. You now can sort of expand that. So imagine sort of that bioluminescent light uh, in a nighttime environment, walking through the land of Pandora. Uh, I think there's also, you know, and I think sort of globally about working with Cameron, I think there's ex there's possibility for future plans together, although not, not a Titanic boat ride. Uh, I think there's educational opportunities, again, which is sort of the core of Disney's Animal Kingdom. But let's think attraction. I think attraction-wise, the first thing that came to mind was a roller coaster. Uh, not like an Everest, but... You know, think about sort of flying, you know, donning a harness and flying as if you are one of those, on one of those winged creatures. You can sort of climb and twist and dive through this mythical forest-like environment. Uh, there's a dark ride experience opportunity here where you can really do some great 4D kind of effects, either something like Star Tours or a typical classic Disney dark ride where you've got sights and sounds and scents, and you can sort of use all you know a multi-sensory kind of experience there. Uh, there's shows, uh, you know, wandering through the Navi Village, uh, interacting with characters that way. I'm sure that they'll sell a little bit of merchandise here and there. Um, the one thing that that I also noticed, too, was that there was a lot of a conversation, especially in the social streams, about this being Disney's answer to Harry Potter. And I don't look at it as an answer because I don't think Disney needed an answer. Uh, I said I, I was on a, a show on Fox this morning where I said, you know, people might visit Harry Potter for a couple of days but they still come and vacation in Walt Disney World. And those of us who are Disney fans, who may be Harry Potter fans, may go visit Harry Potter Land, but this is where we come because of the experience, the overall vacation experience that we get here. The other thing that I want to counter with that is, is that while Harry Potter is still incredibly popular, uh, multi-generation over a number of age ranges, Harry Potter, the films, are at the end of their life. The last Harry Potter film just was released a few months ago. Avatar is going to be released, uh, is going to be, um, is going to have two sequels coming in 2015 and 2016, right about the time that the Avatar land is going to open at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So even if you maybe were not on board early, there's an opportunity for those people who are Avatar fans or who may become Avatar fans or at least theme park fans to like, you might not like the story, but you might like the attractions that Disney creates. Um, some other people talked about, um, it's a PG 13 film. Is it going to be family friendly? Um, you know, certainly you extract elements from there that are and are not appropriate for the theme park experience. But the first thing when somebody said that to me that I smiled about, I said, well, you know, Disney also took 
an attraction and made a very PG-13 movie out of it. It involved pillaging and plundering and rifling, whatever that is, and looting and drinking and debauchery and drunkenness. And Pirates of the Caribbean did pretty well for families of every age. Um, so, you know, I, I think part of the, the thing that, that concerned me about a lot of the negativity that came out very, very quickly is that not even a, a speck of dirt hasn't been moved, not a stitch of concept art or a discussion about what an attraction might be has been announced. So I think it's hard... To, and I think it's unfair to be negative about something that you haven't seen yet. Um, you know, how can you be underwhelmed or how can you be mad if nothing really was announced? And look, if Avatar is not necessarily your favorite movie, keep in mind, too, not everyone was a Star Wars fan. I'm sure Indiana Jones wasn't everybody's favorite movie ever. And I'm really sure that the 1950s Twilight Zone stories were probably not ones that everybody can recount off the top of their head. However, the attractions themselves are incredibly popular still to this day in all the Disney theme parks. Um, I think what this does do is that it allows for and... Um, I enjoy the very interesting commentary and dialogue and opinions. And I think it's important to note, too, that I think Disney is listening as well. I think they very much like they have in the past with Fantasyland changes. They pay attention to uh, what is going on. I'm watching the, the chat is going by very, very fast. So it's been hard for me to keep up with it. Um, so Gen X Gem says, I initially wasn't excited, but the more I think about it, the more I like it. And I think Gen X Gem, I think that's what a lot of people I was trying to say the initial reaction was, oh, Avatar, it doesn't fit. I don't like it. It was two years ago. It's not for me. It wasn't my favorite movie. I, I never saw it. But then don't think about it as Avatar the film coming into an attraction here. Think of it of the possibilities as a Disney fan, as a Disney enthusiast of that franchise, those environments coming in and the potential for the storytelling that Disney is going to have with James Cameron, who... Whether Avatar was your favorite film or not, you may have liked Titanic or some of the other films that he's had in the past. He, too, has that sort of uh, level of uh, quality and storytelling that he's going to want for uh, his franchise as well, much like a George Lucas did as far as working together with Disney on uh, the Star Tours. Um uh, I'm reading some of the other quotes. Um, I, I don't, at Disney Fan 318, I'm saying Avatar Land, just to sort of stress that it's a land based on Avatar. It is not just a single attraction or attractions. Um, Mark Mantu says, I think it's, he predicts there's going to be hordes of people coming to Animal Kingdom just to see this Avatar land in the future. Absolutely. Whether it's out of curiosity or, look, for a lot of people who felt that Animal Kingdom although I disagree, is a half-day park, this is going to definitely change that for you. This is going to very much change the landscape and the feel of the park, at least over in that uh, Avatar section. Um, so other people were talking about um, they were, uh, and, and Jessica, I agree with you, it is not a half-day, it's also not a zoo, clearly not a zoo anymore. Um, I actually, I did a show, Animal Kingdom, Two-day park. Two-day park. Go back to the old shows. I'll give you a two-day park touring plan. It's supposed to be savored, enjoyed, experienced, wandered, and walked through that way. It's not meant to be run through. 
So Animal Kingdom, now three-day park with Avatar Land uh, coming in. So some people had said, you know, they were frustrated because of why they didn't like the idea that Disney was sort of going outside the brand. It wasn't a Disney film. It wasn't a Pixar film. It wasn't something that Disney had worked on. And again, I used examples like that they've done in the past with Star Wars and Indiana Jones, multiple attractions, the show at Hollywood Studios, the very popular attraction over in um, uh, Disneyland, which again, you know, may be scary for some kids, but the lines are still very, very long and strong for an attraction who hasn't had a film out in a number of years. But if you think even earlier on, you know, Disney's storytelling were not always stories that Walt or his Imagineers came up with. Snow White, Cinderella, Pinocchio, Sleeping Beauty, these were all fairy tales. These were all existing stories that Disney took in and sort of made their own. So it's hard to sort of make the argument that, well, they're taking outside people and using their stories because they've always done that. And that's been sort of the beauty in the marriage of Disney is taking their, their own and telling their stories in the theme parks in a true multi-sensory type of environment. So... Um, Ellen says, I hope the camera understands it has to be done in Disney style. He's enormously creative. Um, I hope Disney can harness his creativity as well. I'm sure that's the kind of thing that they very much, you know, iron out at the very beginning as to who's going to sort of have uh, creative control and how is this all going to work so everybody does benefit and it becomes something that is worthy of bearing the Disney name as well as James Cameron putting his name and put the Avatar name on it as well. Um so Disney World Dave loves Avatar. He's sure it's going to be translated into an amazing addition to Walt Disney World. And again, you know, I'm one of these people that when these kind of things are announced, I like to have trust in the company that for so many years um, has continued to grow and build things that I enjoy. You know, they know what they have in mind, and, and I'm sure that's going to change over the next three years before that very first speck of dirt is moved, before that first attraction concept art comes out. But I trust in the idea, and again, as somebody who is not the number one Avatar fan in the world, I'm excited more for the potential experience that may get brought in to the parks as opposed to, hey, they're taking out Space Mountain to put in an Avatar roller coaster. That's where I might have been disappointed. But here, either they're going to build on empty land that was already sort of earmarked for expansion, or... Remember, Camp Minnie Mickey was, like Mickey's birthday land, meant to be a temporary land for this mythical creature area of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now you're going to have that, but tying into an existing franchise already. Uh, this is a conversation that can and should and will continue on for at least three years. Uh, we don't have three years tonight, but I absolutely want to continue to hear more from you. I've been reading a lot of the comments uh, in here. Scott from Omaha is optimistically skeptical, which is an interesting um, way to put it. Um, so some people saying, I was hoping Mythical Beastly Kingdom would have had a more dragon bent to it. Uh, some people are wondering about the timing of this as far as the announcement uh, now versus a D23. Who knows? Either the deal wasn't done yet or they wanted to do it out there specifically without sort of the distractions of everything else going on at D23. Um, let's see. Uh, either spot and Animal Kingdom will work. They've been planning for something to fill those areas. Uh, the conservation theme of Avatar is perfect for Animal Kingdom. And again, Dave, I think they could expand on that. So again, I... I 
it's hard for me uh, personally to be negative, underwhelmed, mad, as some people are, about something that we literally know nothing about. We know nothing about the attractions. We know nothing about what the land is going to be. So I, too, am optimistic for what may come. Um, and I, But I, I want to hear more from you. What I'm going to do is this. I'm going to post the video from the live broadcast on the WDW Radio blog and on YouTube tonight. That'll be over at youtube.com slash WDW Radio or at www.radio.com. I'll also put the audio only in the iTunes feed. Please come by, share your thoughts and your comments either on the blog, on Facebook at facebook.com slash wwradio or in the discussion forums, wherever sort of you feel most comfortable. But I definitely want to hear more from you. And and do you th- and as time goes on and you start to think about it some more and think about the possibilities of what the attractions might be, what these immersive, interactive, as Cameron put it, these holographic and animatronic experiences might be like the new technology that's going to come out between now and 2011 and 2016 when this opens that excites me and that's the thing that jazzes me up about this project and that five years from now an already high-tech film and a company that is very much moving forward pardon the expression on high-tech interactive experiences it gives me a little bit more excitement about what me able to may be able to come as far as an educational, entertaining experience over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. But I want to hear from you. Please come by and comment. We're going to stay live in the chat room for a while after we're done recording. But until then, please make sure you visit www.radio.com. Also, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, I wanted to thank all of you who watched and chatted and commented on uh, our live broadcast from Aulani. I have lots of video and content to share with you. I've already posted a few. More are coming over at www.radio.com slash Aulani. Please come by and check it out and share your comments there. Uh, Also, Next week, October 1st, is Walt Disney World's 40th anniversary. It's almost easy to forget with all the other news that's coming out. But in addition to the celebrations going on at the Magic Kingdom, don't forget that we are also going to do, help us, a 40-hour live show from Walt Disney World to celebrate Disney's 40th anniversary. It is going to begin early morning, Saturday, October 1st, and continue into the wee hours of Sunday, October 2nd, ending around 11.59. Uh, if you visit www.radio.com slash 40, that's 4-0, you'll be able to watch and chat during the live broadcast there. I'll also be tweeting live that day, so you can keep, if you are in the parks, you can keep up with us as to where we're going, where we're going to be, what some of the plans are for the rest of the day. Again, I am at Lou Mangello on Twitter. You can also uh, pay attention over at Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash Radio. For those of you who can't be there, you don't have to watch all 40 hours, but we'd love for you to join us. And we have something special for you guys as well, too, because the original idea stemmed from my 24-hour show last year and a, a concept to do some fundraising for the Make-A-Wish Foundation through our Dream Team project. So for those of you who aren't going to be in attendance, we're going to have 40 hours of auctions. We're going to have 40 items for 40 hours some incredible Disney theme park and experiential. We've got merchandise. We've got experiences. We've got lots of different things for everybody, every budget, and 
All the money that you donate uh, to the air goes directly to the Make-A-Wish Foundation through our Dream Team Project. Uh, Again, everything, 100% goes to Make-A-Wish so that we can sponsor another wish for a child and their family who is seriously ill and wants to come down and get a little bit of Disney magic down in Walt Disney World. Again, visit www.radio.com slash 4040 for more information. And again, big thanks to our sponsors, touringplans.com. I know they will be down there for the 40th anniversary as well. Look forward to seeing them. Check them out over at touringplans.com slash Radio. That's going to do it for tonight's uh, newscast. Still a lot more to talk about, about Avatar and Aulani and Disney and everything else that's coming. So to everybody who is uh, in the chat room tonight, thank you so much for watching. Thanks to all of you watching uh, either on YouTube or on the blog or listening at iTunes. Uh, Have a great week, everybody. So until next week, see ya.